Dueling Genre Productions presents Immunities, an audio drama. What a beautiful night. Yes, it is. Did you see that? See what? A light. It's gone now. Are you okay? I'm feeling a little drowsy. I better sit down. Here, let me help you. About five months ago, there was something in the night sky. Something happened to the people who saw it. And if someone looked them in the eyes, it would happen to them too. How are you feeling? I am feeling much better. I thank you for asking. And you yourself, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. Or, uh, I was fine. I feel a little unsteady now. I suggest having a rest. It did me a world of good. They looked at their families, and then they searched out friends, strangers, everybody. Some people didn't change. We think maybe one person out of 2,000. So, for five months, you've just been hanging out? Shelly, I don't know what this is. I've never seen anyone just become normal again. I have to be careful. You might just change back into one of them. You might be one of them now. (sighs) This is too complicated. I'm too tired to deal with it. And I'm still half expecting you to tell me it's all just a story. It isn't. I just know I have to close my eyes now. Wait. Shelly? No. Shelly? 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 Don't worry. Shelly? Just for a second. Shelly! Immunities. An audio drama about almost everyone being against you. Available from DuelingGenre.com and your podcatcher of choice starting in July. Welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we watch the dog of Rocky 2 one minute at a time. I, Is that it? Well, hello. Welcome back to Rocky Minute. Okay. The daily right. podcast where we watch the dog of Rocky 2 one minute at a time. Yeah. Okay. That was lame. <laughs> I could have done better than that. Yeah, probably. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you still have time before this airs to rewrite and edit a new one in. Oh, okay. But I won't have the a magic. cold then, hopefully. Or I might. I don't know. I might be dead. Who the f- knows <laughs> anyway i'm jason haynes i'm doug greenberg and joining us again is craig welcome back craig <laughs> well thanks guys this is great i i always love being a part of these discussions uh and it uh it means a lot to be included in the in the uh in these minutes we enjoy having you yeah this is i mean we, we love that you can join us and i know you guys are are the consummate p- professionals over at the slycast and we kind of we get a little goofy really go go off book <laughs> A lot, so thanks for bearing with us. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. I uh, I love getting goofy. Nice. Well, let's get back on book, because today we're knocking out Minute 37, which begins with Rocky giving Buckus a bath and ends with a meat assembly line. Meat. Man, this intro meat. sucked today. The did, man. And why'd you give that to me? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's know, why I gave it to you. <clears throat> I went to say something. Yesterday, at the end of the episode, you're talking about uh, T-shirt selling. Yeah. T-Public T-shirts, right? Yep. And you said we get a dollar for each shirt. Maybe two. And maybe $2. Um, I've seen you wear like three different shirts, right? So yeah. that means you bought three shirts. Correct. Where the f*** is my dollar fifty? 
It's in the Rocky Minute expense account. Oh, it's in petty cash. <laughs> and don't the the guest contributors get some money? I've probably got a couple pennies coming my way, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's uh, royalties, right? Uh, yeah, we're gonna. Everybody gets a little taste. Uh, your checks in the mail, Craig. Or do you take? Or, or do you want me to Venmo it? You can Venmo it or PayPal it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, where are we? We're giving Buckus a bath. You see his bath towel? It's his Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. Did he steal them, or is he in the Holiday Inn? No, it's he a nice stole bathroom. Them. No, it's not. No. Excuse me, Queen <laughs> Queen Queen Elizabeth over here doesn't approve of the bathroom. What do you think of that bathroom, Craig? I don't know. It's, it, it looks like a pretty legit bathroom to me. Yeah, what's wrong with it? Doesn't well, very fancy. He didn't. He would have had no idea what the bathroom looked like before he bought the house because it was pretty much sight unseen. That's right. He never went upstairs. Is the is the bath scene in the book? It is. It is. He's wait. You know what? Actually, no. I don't think it is. What was I think? Oh, you know what I was thinking about? I I, I listened. What listened to? I watched like a, a little behind the scenes. Um, documentary thing mm-hmm. or interview type thing on um, Rocky 2 mm-hmm. and Stallone talks about this scene and how he's talking to Buckus and um, like his thing was you know asking a fighter not to fight is like asking a dog to meow it's like you just can't do mm. it but I mean it's not it's not said in the movie that way but that's that's how Stallone intended it and he was uh, he was doing his interview walking down the street with Buckus uh, but he's 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 uh He's airing out his grievances here to Buckus. Mm-hmm. It's inter- is it interesting that he's doing it to Buckus and not Adrian? No, not interesting. Okay, nope. I, I, when I had my dog's dead now. But, oh uh, Jesus! Yeah, but when my dog was alive, I told my dog everything. Really? Don't you, you tell your dog the things you don't tell you? Like the dog is the one person you tell everything to. Whatever's bothering you, whatever you know, whatever's going on, you always tell your dog. Hoping one day he doesn't gain the ability to talk. Right. <laughs> and every conversation I ever had with my dog always ended with, and if you tell her, I'll f- kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I tell the dog everything. What about you, Craig? You and and, and f- not only, wait, not before Craig, not only do you tell your dog everything, every conversation always ends with, like, you saying, like, I wish I was a dog, or I always want to mm. be a dog, or you got a good life, you know, you don't have to worry about any of this stuff. I, I don't I don't really tell... Uh my dogs, my deep, dark secrets or anything, but uh, I definitely converse with them, uh, even though they don't talk back, but... They just stare at you. Oh, oh there, there, there. he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> right on cue. You give them Frankie, hand signals? You. Is he trying to tell us something? Frankie! Uh, but, but wait, before, I just, before we go any further, because I mentioned, uh, well, I didn't mention my wife, but I mentioned, I alluded to it. So my wife finally, for the first time ever, listened to an episode of Rocky. Oh, Minute. no. <laughs> She's never listened to the show. So she listens to the show one day, and she listens to the episode where we were talking about when Rocky asked with uh, Danny and TJ on, mm-hmm. where, Rocky, where a- Rocky asked Adrian, where Adrian asked Rocky if he needed a roommate, and Rocky said, absolutely. And then I made the comment where I said... <laughs> You're still here? I said, like, I saw my wife's toothbrush on the thing the other night. I was like, oh, should she stay? <laughs> so... So I'm at the gym the other morning and I'm working out and I get a text message for her and I look at it and it was just saying, so you don't want me living in the house anymore. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, oh, I did. She said that like just out of context? Yeah, it was, it was just out of nowhere. It was just, I mean, I can find it, but you guys talk about yourself for a minute, but it was such a bizarre, like just weird, like out of nowhere. 
So then I, I, I didn't know whether I should be happy that she was listening, worried that she was going to listen more. <laughs> she would be listening out to the door right now. But I was like, of all the episodes, like you just pick up on and start listening out of nowhere. It was that one. I mean, she could have picked any episode and you were probably saying something about her. Ugh. Yeah, we also get personal here. Probably yeah. not the best thing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, whatever. Well, look, I mean, once it's over the airwaves of the internet, it's there forever. So, uh, you know, it could be used in divorce proceedings. Oh, no. Um, where are we at? Bath. Um, We're giving Bit the Buckus a bath. Yeah. So he's telling Buckus he can get another job, but is he going to want to do something he ain't happy doing? Um, now, is he is he talking? Is he is this where the seed of... She stomped her on upstairs. She heard <laughs> the seed of the rematch is is starting to um, get planted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Starting right now, he's starting to think about getting back into boxing. Yes, this this he wasn't thinking about it. The the job interviews, the not being able to find a job, not being able to provide for families, all coming around now. And this is the first time he's really th- talking about it now, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think there's got to be that moment where he starts to realize it that it's an option for him to be able to provide for his family I, but so at this point is he still thinking um that adrian doesn't want me fighting so i'm i'm still gonna try to do something without fighting or am i just gonna talk to her and and hopefully she'll let me be what i'm meant to be it feels to me like he's gonna you know try and exhaust his options before saying listen this is this is the way it's got to be mm-hmm. right you know, but at least show that he he put in the effort. Yeah. So he's still gonna pound that pavement, but maybe, I don't know, maybe do something he's more suitable for. Mm. But do, do you think he, like, do you think he legitimately, legitimately wants to find something else to do so he never has to fight again, or do you think part of him is like, you know, I'll go out and do this to see what happens, kind of hoping that it doesn't work out so that he can have an excuse to fight again. Because he wants to fight if he's a fighter, right? Well, kind of uh, that thing I said about the interview when, when he's like, you know, it's it's like a, asking a dog to meow. Mm-hmm. It's like asking a person to be something that they're not. I think this all, he might have it in his mind that he wants to change for Adrian, but I mean, in his heart, he knows it, it's it's going to end up with him fighting again. Right. But that's, is that kind of what he's hoping for, though? I don't know. Did you ever get punched in the face 500 times a night? Well, no. <laughs> Neither has he. I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I'm not speaking from, a, from an, an athlete's point of view by any means. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, stop. Yes, you are. But, so um, short. <laughs> I'd almost... I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that most athletes, even when they're retired, always think about, you know, that, you know, one last game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one comeback to try to go out on top, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, always, you know, always thinking in the back of their head that you know, if I needed to do it, I could, I could still do it. Yeah, you know, uh, I I do notice that about athletes. How even after they retire, they can't stay away for long. Right. If they don't, if they don't come back for like a comeback type of thing, they come back either as as a uh, somebody. You know, coach. Um, the coaching staff or uh, like a commentator or broadcaster, that kind of thing. But they are always around it, it seems. Or you open a car dealership. That seems to be the, the three options. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, 
What did Lenny Dykes should do? Didn't he um, embezzle money? <laughs> he just got locked up for the... Uh, when he got into the fight with the Uber driver and he called the police and the Uber driver was going to kidnap him and they went out there and he was he had cocaine in the car and stuff. He's just, he's so, that was a bad example. So a, a very few of them go down Lenny Dykstra's route. You think Lenny Dykstra like looked at like Dwight Gooden and he was like, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a Dwight Gooden or what, what was the other? Uh, Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry, yeah. I mean, I cocaine. <laughs> There's just been some bizarre stories about Uber drivers lately. There was one where the guy, the guy picked up the girl in, in New York City, and she asked him to take take her to her house in Westchester, in New York. Mm-hmm. And she falls asleep in the in the car, and she wakes up, and they're in Connecticut on like the side of the road, and he's in the back seat trying to you know have his way with her, and like weird Uber shit going on. There's only Dykstra and the calling the police and they kidnapped him. He's got cocaine and shit. Dude, weird. What the hell's going on in this world? It's crazy, man. I'm sure you don't see any improprieties like that out in Vegas, right, Craig? No. Oh, no. Right. It's a very, very, uh, very square town. <laughs> On the up and up. <laughs> uh, Speaking I, I, of... Not, not, yeah. Oh, no. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, wouldn't it be funny if in the 70s, um, Uber was an option for Rocky in the Trans Am? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Jumping the curb when right? he goes to pick somebody up. <laughs> Blasting over cat trash cans, kind of in the vein of Uber. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll use that as a segue. Paulie, in, in this uh, early stages of Rocky Two, is Gazzo's driver. It's Gazzo's driver. Mm-hmm. So Rocky got him a job with Mister Gazzo, and he becomes buddy. his driver. I don't know what happened to Buddy, but right now Paulie's his driver. So, um, in the book here, they go and pick up Rocky with Paulie driving. Uh, so we're, we're speculating a little bit about what Rocky's thinking about fighting again, right? And here it is in black and white. Uh, all right, so he's talking about Fishtown, the, the area of Philly where he lives, and um, kind of like how, how the neighborhood is like a dump. Mm-hmm. And he says, It had moods like good and bad and some in between, but mostly there was a surviving mood about the neighborhood, and that's the way I felt about myself. To survive, I figured I had to go back to what I was. Mm-hmm. 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 So he he confides here in Mr. Gazzo and tells him that he's thinking about going back to boxing. But Mr. Gazzo just invites him to come work the streets again. So, all right. So this part of the book here, Gazzo tells Paulie to take him and Rocky to a club that Mr. Gazzo owns. So his suggestion is that Rocky could be a bouncer at the club. Okay. Not a, not a bad job for somebody like Rocky, right? No, not mm-hmm. at all. That's a perfect job. Perfect job, I would say. Uh, so they go to this club, and Paulie's showing him around. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paulie ends up harassing two young ladies that are at the at, at the club, um, as you know the way that Paulie does. Just, I mean, not not nothing serious. Just like some flirting. He she, he introduces Rocky to the girls, and Rocky, you know, he says uh, he says that one of the girls is about six feet tall. And he makes a comment about her height and scares the two girls off. Uh, so they go to the... They, hold on here. So they go... Paulie goes to the bar and he orders a drink. And uh, he asks Rocky, what, what does he want? Rocky says, I usually drink beer. But I figured in a place like this, I should have something a little bit different. So instead of taking up a lot of the bartender's time, I turn to look at this guy. I think it was a guy. 
I look at this guy in a flowered shirt sitting at the bar sipping a drink that looked like it was made out of melted crayons. I'll have one of them. So the bartender gives him something and, and uh, calls it a pink lady. So Rocky gets pissed off. He's like, pink lady? I didn't order no pink lady. So he gives it to this six foot tall lady, apologizes, and that's that. That's the end of the scene. How did that not make the movie? Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> to, to be completely honest with you, as much as I love the readings that we do on the show. You don't love them. No, I hate the readings. Mm-hmm. But th- there's not one single thing that you've read in that book where I was like, I wish they put that in the movie. Like, I'm glad all that is not in there. Well, the parts that I'm reading are things that are happening inside Rocky's head. Good. So they wouldn't be in the movie. The only reason I'm reading it is because it enhances what we happen to be talking about on that day. But why, so why are they in his head? But not like he just had a, you just had a, a whole scene at well, the yes, bar. Where except, he's that scene. <laughs> except that scene. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> that scene. I'm glad that scene is not in the movie. Yeah. That, I just wanted to read that. because. <laughs> but was, also when we were talking about when he was walking back with Adrian, he was carrying her and he was thinking about the fight. Yeah. I'm glad that that comment wasn't in there because the whole thing up to this point is that Rocky hasn't been thinking about fighting or the fight or Apollo or any of that. He's moved on with his life mm-hmm. and he's trying to make a new life with Adrian whereas Apollo is is constantly thinking about the fight and Rocky and fighting and, and they're two different yeah. things going on and, and if Rocky had mentioned that in the walk then that whole part would be ruined for me. Right. Um, just to clarify for Craig because that episode hasn't aired yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded well, it, but it has, but it hasn't aired yet. Um, as of the day we're recording, uh, so when Rocky's carrying Adrian back to the house after the wedding, mm-hmm. in the book he makes a comment to Adrian about how Apollo was going down in the last round and he almost had him, uh, but uh. They saying that, which showed that he was thinking about it when mm-hmm. you know it's their wedding day. You should be thinking about, and it was kind of out of left field because he hasn't mentioned the fight since the fight, right. so it was a little bit out of place. Right. Okay, which brings us to the meat house. Mm-hmm. My favorite house. Mm-hmm. Your favorite house? Did you ever work in a meat house, Craig? <laughs> um, no, I, I've had I've had some interesting jobs, but none of them ever involved uh, frozen or uh, you know raw meat. In researching stuff about a meat house, I saw some disturbing <laughs> slaughter videos, slaughterhouse oh. videos. But yeah, it doesn't. We used to the town where we work in New Jersey. They had mm-hmm. it's not it's not in operation anymore. Did no, I, I believe it's it shut down. It was opening up again. Somebody said. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. And uh, they had livestock there. They did the slaughtering there. Mm-hmm. They had a rabbi that come came in and blessed the meat that was intended to be kosher. Ah. Uh. And they had that the rail where, where you see here at mm-hmm. second what second yeah thirty two mm-hmm. like the you know second thirty with the. Uh, the rail with the the hindquarters hanging off it, they had that. Mm-hmm. They used to hang it outside, and they used to hang the meat. Out. You drive by, and there's just meat hanging out all over the place. Yeah, yeah. There's something else I want to point out at second thirty two. That's why it's on my screen. Oh, what's that? Why is Shaquille O'Neal working at the meat in Boston? <laughs> <laughs> that looks exactly like Shaquille O'Neal. Oh my god. Shaquille O'Neal is actually about to open up a, a chicken joint here in in Las Vegas. He's expanding. Is he? And I believe they're going to build a reality show around it, too. Oh, my God. Why am I not surprised? Shocker. <laughs> Talk about a fading star. I think it's like big-ass chicken or something. I drove by the. Uh, I drove by it the other day. Let me Please, see. Please, Craig, this is a, a family show. Yes, we don't, we don't tolerate that kind of language no, it's here. No, it's just big chicken. I'm sorry. Oh, you're just cursing out of nowhere for no reason. 
Is that on the strip or is that just in town somewhere? No, it's it's off strip. Uh Shaq ain't got time for the uh strip prices. <laughs> Man, he could clean up on the strip. Mm. You could charge whatever you want on the strip, can't you? Yeah, but as a as a tenant, your landlord can also charge whatever they want. Oh, that's a fair point. I imagine prices for the strip are high. Well, I mean, think like most of those gimmick restaurants that opened up on the strip, like uh you know, they don't seem to last too long. Um, you know, what was there? Uh, 20 years ago, there was the WCW Nitro Grill in the Excalibur. Um, there's been a couple of, like, those celebrity, you know, gimmick places. And some of them close before I even have a chance to go, you know, go try them. The, those theme-style restaurants. They have, yeah. every time me and me and my wife go to Baltimore, you walk around the Inner Harbor, and there's, you know, that, that uh, Dick's. Is that, is that what it's called? Or yeah, the, the seafood dicks. place. Yeah, where they they kind of like their gimmick is they they're mean to you. The wait staff is mean to you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, they have one of those here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I I don't know. I don't get those places. They charge you so much money to be mean for to you. Yeah, but they, I mean, just any of those theme restaurants, they're very expensive and they're but you know in, in Vegas shit. the like they used to have the theme you know the Planet Hollywood, the Hard Rocks, the Hard Davidson cafes, all this all that stuff has given away to just like. The celebrity chef restaurants now, like that's the way. Like everything is a is a Bobby Flay burger place, a Gordon Ramsay steakhouse. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay has like three restaurants here. He's got a fish and chip place, and you're right. Uh, this town is really um, it's it's driven by um, food and um, and DJs now. Oh, oh yes, okay. true. They've <laughs> taken over. My favorite restaurant in the whole world is in Las Vegas. It's the one place that I always say that if I was dying or going to prison or whatever, and I had one meal, I would go to Las Vegas and eat this meal at this restaurant. I think we talked about this last season. Did we discuss too. this with probably Craig? We probably yeah, exactly. Yes. Conversation. <laughs> Have you been there yet, Craig? What's the name I, of the restaurant? You know what? I, I don't. Re- I don't remember this, and I feel terrible if we did talk about it. It's. I don't remember talking about it myself, but. Um, it's in Paris. It's the steakhouse, but not the fancy one. It's downstairs. It's called I don't ever want to say it because I'm not French. But yeah. it's it's M O N A M I G A B I. So I don't know if you yeah. like, Mon ami Gabi. Yeah. <laughs> but uh if you, yeah. they have um, the Okay. No, they have like um their their French fried potatoes are really good, right? Yes, 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 Craig. Damn it, yes. <laughs> so the, 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 what do they call it in French? The steak frites or steak yeah, taste or whatever uh-huh. they call it. Steak and French fries. Yeah. But the steak mm-hmm. is so good and the fries are so It's phenomenal. It is the best meal in the world I've ever had anywhere. And I've eaten a lot of food. The best. I told you you could get Jay talking about food, Craig. <laughs> I always tell my wife, I was like, I, dude, I would go to Las Vegas for one day. And just fly out there, stay at the wind, sit by the pool all day, go to this restaurant, eat dinner, go to sleep, wake up, and go home. And that would be a fulfilling day to me. I love Las Vegas. Las Vegas is great. <laughs> I loved it so much I moved here. <laughs> I almost moved there. I took the uh, police test back in 1999 to try and move out there. They're looking for... They're looking... I, the billboard right outside my apartment, they're looking for... Uh... They're looking for Metro. Yeah. Oh, so close. Give another try, guy. Okay? I'm not allowed. <laughs> Some things came up. <laughs> we'll uh, elaborate on that off air. Yeah. 
but I, I want to, I really I really want to move out there. I'll tell you guys when you know a couple weeks from now you're digging out of the snow. Um, I will not I will not feel feel bad. <laughs> but Craig, in in July when the Earth is on fire over there, yes. and we're, we're able to go outside. Touche, touche. Busting into flames. <laughs> the only job they have is lugging meat. Not in Vegas, but but here in Philly, in Rocky Land. It's the only job Shaquille O'Neal has. But Paulie's acting like Rocky's agent. He's mm-hmm. like, you don't have anything better for Rocky? Uh, but this gentleman is not Shaquille O'Neal. His name's Frank McRae. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's popped up in other Stallone films. He has. Mm-hmm. He has. Keep these in mind, folks, because they might be on the next Sylvester Stallone podcast network show. Three hosts, one movie something we got to get better <laughs> at that, like that. <laughs> we got to get better at that uh frank mccray frank mccray was a defensive tackle for the chicago bears mm-hmm. in 1967 alongside anyone Shaquille o'neal no dick buckus mm-hmm. who's sylvester sloan slash rocky's dog's namesake mm-hmm. buckus mm-hmm. okay not as earth shattering as i uh, intended that to be but you know uh, but he also starred with Mr. Stallone in Fist, mm-hmm. Paradise Alley, mm-hmm. Rocky II, of course, and Lockup. Mm-hmm. So there's four collaborations there. The thing that I knew him most from outside of Rocky II was 48 Hours. Mm. He was, uh, what was he, like a captain or a lieutenant or something? Yeah, he played Hayden, whoever that was. Hayden. Was he like the template for the angry the, the, the angry black uh, police chief? I think so. Um, Eddie Murphy always has one of those in his movies, like the uh, the, the chief or the uh, captain in, in Detroit, or yeah, in Detroit in mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop. Yes, that guy was great. I loved that. Guy, he was a real character. cop. Oh, was he? I you know what? I would I would not be I wouldn't be surprised because he certainly talked like one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that guy was. Um, I I remember Frank McRae most from. License to Kill, that James Bond movie. He played um, like Bond's sidekick, I guess. And there's a gag where um, a whole bunch of money gets like blown up or something, and uh, Frank says, "What a waste of money." There's that little pause there, and oh. uh, you know it, it it drives home that the comedy. Um, let's see. I, I could just sense the comedy. It sounds like a <laughs> yeah. So that guy that played Eddie Murphy's boss he he had three movie credits beverly hills cop one beverly hills cop two and beverly hills cop three (laughs) so i'm pretty sure he was like a real legit you know that was just he waited for he would wait for um for eddie to call him up and be like hey we're making another one yeah yeah come on over his character's name in paradise alley is big glory Mm. he was in national lampoon's vacation as grover who's grover i don't i don't remember him in that in a movie a hundred times a hundred two hundred he was in red dawn uh what else batteries not included see one of the old people in batteries not included i don't know i don't think he would have been that old in batteries not included right although when they made batteries not included like like they were probably 50 and they were considered old yeah that's true he's one of the security guards like in Cocoon, oh. <laughs> like in Cocoon, Wilford Brimley's like fifty-four years old. Oh my God! Really? 
Christ, people age so differently. <laughs> right? <laughs> in Lockup, his character's name was Eclipse. He was in another 48 hours, too. Uh, loaded Weapon. Last Action Hero. He was Lieutenant Decker. Anything else of note? Uh, it looks like his last credit was in 2006. Uh, don't say it ain't so. Oh, no, he's still alive. Still alive. Giants usually don't live to be that big. Uh, live to be that How big is he? old. Uh, I don't know. Big enough to be a defensive tackle for the Chicago Bears. That big. <laughs> Please. Wow. So I, I was wrong. Wilford Brimley was 51 when Cocoon came out. So when Jesus. they filmed it, he was probably in his, he had probably just turned 50. <laughs> That's insane. Oh my God. God, he was like, he looked like he was 75. Right. But it's, it's wild. I don't know. <laughs> there he is. I don't know. Is that <laughs> All right, so in National Lampoon's Vacation, Frank McRae was one of the, uh, he was a security guard that Clark treated like a dog. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know what, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I never, I, I, I don't think I've seen it since we started the Slycast. Yeah, because wasn't he, he was saying like uh, when, when Mr. Wally got there, he was like, they treat us like dogs, Mr. Wally. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so, so Frank McRae, who also, who, who's named Frank in this, in this movie, in Rocky II, uh, there's a couple of guys that, that use their own names for their characters in Rocky II for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. uh he says they're only, they're, it, it's only week to week because they're cutting back, so there's that, you know, that looming feeling that you might get laid off at any point. You know, Rocky needs cash pretty badly because... Frank suggests that he start work tomorrow, but Rocky says, how about today? Right, let's get going. And here's where Rocky slash Sylvester Stallone makes a comment about Paulie's weight loss, Mm -hmm. which Burt Young really lost weight between movies, but this is supposed to take place directly after Rocky won. So how could you lose? (laughs) How could you lose 30 pounds in, you know, four months? Um, He he didn't think he was going to be in the sequel, right? And he... He um, was doing something else that he lost weight for. I guess as the story goes. Is that how the story goes? I believe it was that he, yes, he was, he was, he didn't think he was going to be in it or, and he was trying to, he was preparing for another role and had to lose all this weight. So he lost the weight and then the Rocky 2 came out. Oh, that makes sense. It makes sense that he wouldn't have been in Rocky 2? No, it makes sense that he would lose weight for another role. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, because I don't, they didn't really plan a Rocky two immediately after. Not until Rocky well, one no, became they, hugely successful. Yeah. So if he was preparing for another role, and then Rocky two came along, obviously he's not going to say no. So, but that's just that's just another one of those real life things. Like they had so many times in Rocky one where something, you know, something happened and they address it on screen, and mm-hmm. that's it. That's the end of it. Like the baggy robe. Yeah, but you know what? The one thing that Rocky never addresses is how his kid keeps changing. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to uh, <laughs> dissect the timeline later on, which which is gonna get it's gonna become a real mind. F- I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Rocky says something really interesting here. Uh, at the end, he he thanks Paulie, and he says, "You don't have to thank me for the watch neither." It was jam stupid X lax watch? Or what? He bought him a Rolex. It's the X lax watch. <laughs> Which it, wait, 
What was the ex lax watch? That's what he calls it in Rocky Three, right? Oh, after uh, he gets arrested. I don't, need, I don't need your stupid ex lax watch. Oh, is that what he says? There's a Rocky Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I assume that was improv. <laughs> What did, what do you think like a baseline Rolex costed in nineteen you know in the in the you know nineteen seventy six? We actually went over that. I, I did some research on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. So I'll go back and listen to those episodes then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig, you should have heard these already. How dare you? Uh, it there were it was like um. Oh, here we go. The oh no, that was the Firebird. The, oh, the, the Rolex watches back then, uh, 1978, the one that Rocky bought was 5200 The one that he got for Adrian was 3700 And the one he got for Paulie was uh, 1300 Wow. You, you can get a, a 1976 Rolex Datejust steel black dial men's watch for $3,999.97 hmm. on eBay. The On eBay? I was looking uh, like the... Um, Current versions of those watches are like $38,000 for the one that Rocky got himself. Like it's, it's insane. I could probably go down the street to the pawn shop and get a good Rolex for a couple hundred bucks, probably. <laughs> I bet you could. Right, especially down there. Because <laughs> that's how the people fuel their habit, right? Yeah, sell some poor mope has pawn- to sell his Rolex. Oh, man. There's pawn shops everywhere. All right, I guess we're at the end of this minute. So, <laughs> thank God. Uh, <laughs> so, you know what? We we got a lot out of a pretty light minute. So, <laughs> let's see if we can keep the ball rolling. So, where where can uh, the the fine folks find the Slycast? Um. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're over on on Facebook. We've got the the Slycast um, page over at Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter if you search the Slycast and. Uh, you can catch my retweets of all Slycast-related things um, over on Twitter at Mr. Craig Cohen, and that's Mr. with an MR. Fantastic. Jay, where's uh, our stuff at? Well, same place it was at yesterday. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter, Rocky Minute. Facebook listeners group is Mighty Mix. Also, we're on, uh, are we still on the, um, we have Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Instagram, Rocky Minute. Uh, you can find all of our episodes on, as well as some other uh, minute by minute shows on some other original content on duelinggenre.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want a t shirt that only Doug profits from, you can go to T Public and buy yourself a shirt. I, I don't take the money. Do you understand? <laughs> no, I don't. You said we make. <laughs> I said we. Don't worry. I have a PayPal set up in the name of Rocky Minute where our, our right. dozens of pennies are going into. I have a friend at the FBI be looking into this. Okay, good. But anyway, that's where you can find us. And uh, if you want to find us tomorrow, um, we'll be back here doing the same thing at a different minute. And hopefully it's better than this one because we always strive to be better than the day before. So join us tomorrow for another Rocky Minute. Craig, you're coming back, right? Uh, yeah. Almost you. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. Let me All right, so... so we'll see everyone tomorrow not see you we won't see you you'll hear us tomorrow (laughs) bye bye what are we waiting for take this
Somebody actually asked me. I had to pay for something the other day, and they asked me to Venmo it to him. I did not know what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. If it would I had no idea. I know what PayPal is, but I had no idea what Venmo is. I had to look it up. <laughs> you didn't ask them. You're like, no, nah, I'll I'll just pay it this <laughs> way. And then, you, and then you went home and you, and you Googled Venmo. Yep. No, I was talking to them on the phone, and I Googled it while I was talking to them. But I was like, oh, I don't have Venmo. <laughs> I'm going to mail you a check. 